My name is Lauren Eliz Love, and welcome to this podcast. I'm so excited that you're here, and I can guarantee that you're craving success, abundance, prosperity, and all of the beautiful things that come with a thriving business. Here on the show, you are going to find all of the things that you really need to create that beautiful financial freedom that you crave. Inner work, personal transformation, and radical self-love are the tools that will excel you and propel you into that life that you desire. Here on the show, I will share stories and lessons from my life, along with interviews from great experts who've been able to do that work themselves. You'll hear lessons, breakthroughs, and tips to expand, to change, and to grow. Because growing a business is really about growing yourself. For more, you can visit laurenoflove.com. Are you ready? Let's dive in. You guys, I have to tell you that there is something really beautiful and new and magical with Badass Business Babe and like, I'm all about it. I'm totally here for it. A lot of people are totally here for it and so you should totally be here for it too. (laughs) The end. So here's the deal. We have this beautiful membership service called Badass Business Babe VIP. It's called VIP Supported and this is a special place where once a month, VIP supported members get access to things like new trainings and journal prompts and new Q&A sessions and monthly coaching calls with me, which is kind of cool. It's actually one of my favorite things to do in my business and showing up for a once a month call for all of our VIP supported members is magical. So a couple of days ago, we did one for the month of March and I got goosebumps. Like I left that call feeling so happy and so connected and I wanted to take an opportunity to share the recording with you guys today on the podcast. It's not something that we do all the time, but I really thought this would be a beautiful opportunity for you to see kind of what that call is like and what my coaching style is. And whether you're a coach or an aspiring coach or an entrepreneur, I feel like there is a lot to learn in this recording. So sit back, have fun, enjoy. And if, or actually when, you're done listening and you love this episode, screenshot it on Instagram and tag us over at Badass Business Babe. We are so happy when we get to see feedback from you guys. And I know this is such a juicy coaching call. You will learn so much in the next Next couple of minutes. This is the Badass Business Podcast. You're listening to the Badass Business Podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to claim a wildly free life. Tune in to hear new episodes every Tuesday by yours truly, Lauren Liz Love. This is the space where we can have open conversations about growing a successful business and creating a vibrant lifestyle. It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. Hello. Hello, hello. Can you guys hear me? Hi. Okay, so hi Sarah. Hi. Oh my god, you look so I'm so excited to see your face. It gets me so pumped. Caroline! Oh my god. I feel really excited right now. Like, there's people I know here, (laughs) (laughs) which is so fucking ridiculous because this is, like, my coaching call. I should not be in that place of, like, oh, I don't know who's going to jump on. But, guys, we changed the format. We've changed the delivery. We've changed the style of VIP, and it gets me so freaking excited because I get to talk to you directly. I get to feel into your energy. I get to do all of the inner work in public, in a group setting. You guys know from our LA experience, that was absolutely transformational. And so now I'm here doing it live. Like this one's so bad. Doing, I'm doing it live with you guys. This is going to be amazing. Can I see a show of hands? How many of you guys have been in Six Figure BizBabe? One, two, three, four. Keep your hand up or at it if you've been in the coaching mentorship. All right. Okay. So we got a couple. Hi, Shelly. I met Shelly in Los Angeles. I met a lot of you guys in LA. Um, can I have you do me a favor? Put in the comments, what are you feeling tonight? Tell me, tell me, tell me. I'm going to ask somebody. I'm going to mute all of you. 
So what are you feeling? Kristen says, thrilled, excited to learn, Nastasia. Uh, Caroline says, amazing, excited, excited, Keely says, super pumped. Oh my God, okay, do me a favor. All of you guys, when you're done with this call, oh my God, Jinji's here and might cry. And she's wearing her necklace and her shirt. Okay, so side note, before we do anything, a couple of things. When you get off of this call, it would mean so much to me if you could tell the other VIP babes who are lazy and not showing up today how amazing this call was, okay? So you're gonna get off this call and be like, guys, Facebook group, VIPs, that was amazing. And here's the deal, these calls are not recorded. They're recorded for me because I'm practicing my channeling and my ability to coach. And I want to go back and listen to this and be like, what the fuck did you do in that room, Lauren? But here, these calls are not recorded because you could be a VIP now and then 10 years from now, be like, oh my God, remember that embarrassing intervention that I did with Lauren on that coaching call? Like, oh my God, is that on her sales page? Like, oh shit, I was like 300 pounds heavier. Now my life has changed and everything's awesome. And like, I just can't. That's what we're avoiding. So these calls to protect your privacy, guys, we're not recording these sessions. And that gives you an opportunity to really make this room a safe space. Um, one thing actually that's coming up for me now, I just spoke at my very first high school experience today. It was so exciting. Um, but like, I was really, really nervous for that. I was so fucking nervous. And I didn't know what I was going to say. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And now we're here. You guys ready? You're so ready. We, we, we can't see you. I yeah, just see I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you naked or something? <laughs> Maybe. All right. Don't judge me. So Sarah was in Los Angeles with us. A lot of you guys were. We just did a retreat. Um, it was absolutely incredible. And I came back and I was kind of like, okay, what the fuck do we want to do next? Where do we want to go? Who do we want to be? Like, what is badass business, babe, right? And one of the beautiful gifts I had in LA, I got to work with Sarah. Like, she was so fucking, she's so funny, right? Like, Ashley wrote, like, that's hilarious. Yeah, like, we had this energy in the room where we were all friends and it was the very first time I had ever experienced anything like that, right? I'm usually on this like stupid computer pedestal that we think the coach always is. And I'm here answering, asking you questions and facilitating shit and like trying to remember like the steps of my hypnotherapy stuff. Like I'm trying to have my shit together and I get really exhausted in that space. But then in Los Angeles, the girls were like, can you just sit down with us? And like, have a fucking piece of pizza and like talk like what's going and so I realized that was an energy that I had been missing for so long and when we created that safe space live in person it allowed us to get even more results so when I came back and I was thinking about what I wanted VIP to be and where I wanted the vision of badass business babe to go the community and the sisterhood was like so fucking big it's so important and guys one of the gifts you're going to get on these VIP calls I'm going to talk to you about the shit that we have going on. And I think that might, that might actually be one of the greatest gifts of these calls is because I'm not recording it for you. I don't have to worry about where this gets said. I can be my very authentic, safe space self and really interact with you guys on a deeper level. Um, my camera is actually off because I'm doing my best. I have to answer this question, right? Like Sarah brought it up. I'm not going to ignore it. My camera is off because I really want to do my best ability here in coaching you guys and getting results. I want to do that a service. And when I'm showing up on video and I'm worried about what I look like, if I have a booger hanging out of my nose, if my dogs are, are not being stupid, humping things in the background, right? Like when I'm not worried about that, I can truly get you a huge, huge result on these calls. So that, that is the reason for that. Um, all right, let's get started. I think six minutes is a good enough introduction, don't you? Uh, I would love to know from you guys, do you want strategy or mindset today? This is the other thing. These, we're not ask, giving you an opportunity to ask calls questions in advance because you guys then like list them off and then it's not fun, right? Like I want to give someone the opportunity to actually get work done today, right? Like that is, that's my passion is really helping you get that result. 
Um, Michelle says, I have one quick question for each. Well, Michelle, the way you worded that gave me the feeling like you were gonna get your answer and sign off. So, I'm just kidding. I know, I know. Okay, so why don't, why don't we do this? Why don't we dive, are you ready? You know what your questions are? Sometimes I ask people what their question is and then like seven or eight minutes later, they're like, and then I got fired and then I tried to start a job. And I'm like, where was that two sentences ago or two hours ago? Um, Ashley's asking about the post I made yesterday. Yes, Michelle, um, I wanna honor your two questions too. So let me just, what are you, Ashley, what are you asking about the post? Where, where is you? Here you are, hi. What did you want to know about the post before I work on Michelle's business? I'm curious. I unmuted you, but you didn't unmute yourself. If you guys have headphones, this is the thing. Zoom is so weird. Just unplug the headphones because I don't know what causes it, but it's like a mess. Okay, post it in the comments then, Ashley. I want to know just what you want to know because I'd be happy to answer that's another thing too, guys. Don't be afraid to ask me content about uh, questions about content that we're producing or like, you know, pick my brain. That's what this hour is for. Okay, Michelle. Hi. I'm going to unmute you. You can unmute yourself. I think you did already. Hey, hi. You have beautiful skin. Oh, thank you. You're just thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, I have no makeup on, so I really appreciate that. Um, so I have, you know, a question for the strategy side. Um, this is my first call. So hello. <laughs> um, really? Oops. What kind of business are you in, Michelle? I have a coaching business and I have a skincare body care business as well. I'm an herbalist. You're an herbalist, so yes. you help people match. Obviously, your skin is just flawless. <clears throat> Thank I you. I want to know what you use, so if you can send it to me after, that would be great. I will. Thank you. I will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. okay, so so go ahead. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, don't apologize. <laughs> you guys, please, do all the mom things that you have to. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. <laughs> Oh, watch baby and be like, ha ha ha, they're so cute, good for you, right? Like I, <laughs> I do that. okay, Michelle he knows exactly when to act up too. I'm like, oh my goodness, really? Uh, but um, so the strategy side of, because I know you're supposed to hold space for for clients mm -hmm. as you're calling them in, but the the strategy of actually calling them in, that's where I struggle with. I'm, I've, I've worked very hard to get the energy and hold space for them. But <clears throat> when it comes to uh, like knowing how to call them in, is it just writing content and having a call to action or is there, am I missing something or? That's a really good question. How many of you guys have trouble finding your clients? Mm -hmm. Can I see a show of hands? Yeah. Jennifer says, eh, right? I mean, like, here's the reality. We're always strategizing new ways to attract our clients. At any given point of your business, you should be trying to find clients and you should be trying to find them in new ways. The approach of, um, let's, let's talk about something for a second, Michelle. If you lost your keys in your house and you were trying to call in your keys, would you just sit on the couch and say, okay, one day it's going to show up? Probably not, right? Like you wouldn't, but you would call in the keys and you would ask, you know, oh gosh, what is it? It's uh, St. Anthony, I think is the saint of missing things. And you go, St. Anthony, like, please tell me. And like, yes, yeah, so you would call him in and you would set intention and you would pray and you would cross your fingers that one day those fucking keys would just show up but you would also take action, right? And so you yeah. could actually sit down and put that into a strategy. What would you do? Well, I would walk around my house and I wouldn't just walk anywhere. I would walk around my house thinking about everything I did that day, right? So I'm thinking about everything I did that day and I'm walking and I'm not just gonna do that, but I'm gonna walk through everything that I did that day. You guys see this? This is strategy, right? 
So, so what is the strategy of finding the client? And this is where a lot of you guys miss the mark in growing businesses because there are a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs who show up to say, pray, set intention. But the real truth, the real truth is that they're implementing new strategies every day. They're just not talking about it because it's not sexy or they're not expressing it because it's not in their language or it's not in their ability to turn their success into success competence. Success competence is when we can look at something that we've done and say, oh, I know how I actually did that. I followed certain steps. And a lot of these spiritual coaches are in a place where they have steps, right? They're not just sitting on their couch, they're doing things, but they don't know how to articulate what it is that they've been doing. And that's where we show up to look at all these people and go, okay, well, like, what the fuck is the actual strategy? Does this make sense, Michelle? Does this feel like, yeah, okay, cool. So now let's talk about that. At any given point, guys, if you write anything down today, this is the thing to write down. Um, At any given point in your business, you are working on improving a couple of different categories. Category number one, you're working on improving the relationship with your customer. You're making that relationship stronger. You're improving the, the way that you deliver the product. You're improving, you know, what happens after they sign on? What's the process, right? How is the delivery of my product or the shipment, right? You're also working on number two, finding new customers. So not only are you trying to improve the quality of the customer experience, but you're also trying to improve the actual ability to attain customers. And then number three, the third thing you're going to work on is increasing the amount of money each customer spends. And then number four, we're increasing the amount of times they purchase. So when we had Six Figure Biz Babe open, guys, the very first time we ran it, we're like, oh, you get that and you get this program and this program and this program is all included. And then like all of our numbers went down and we we're like, what's happening? People were buying six figure biz babe and then they never had to spend any money ever again. That's not how you grow a business, right? And so I believe that women can get huge value from the small implementation of the little things that I say where, where I know that I'm helping them grow even more when they come back. I'm getting them even more results when they stick around. So you want to really love your customers so much that you are obsessed with serving them and you want to give them even more valuable stuff to purchase, to take the next level of their journey, to deepen whatever relationship it is that they're trying to improve, whether it's weight loss, money, health. So back to Michelle's question, she's asking me, she's like, Lauren, where the fuck did you go? Right? Like, what? Um, Back to your question, what is the strategy for finding clients? A lot of the beginning of my business was trial and error for this. I literally made a list, and Michelle, I would encourage you to do the same. What are the 70 ways you can come up with as many as you can challenge yourself to do? What are the 70 ways that I attract clients? What are the ways that I actually find a fucking customer? And the ideas that we have now are very boring. (laughs) They are I'm going to post on Instagram and I'm going to wait for somebody to message me, or I'm going to post an inspirational thing on Facebook. And I hope that maybe they'll just turn around and ask me if I'm selling something, right? These are not strategies. Effective strategies to grow are looking at the elements of your business and not just the business as a whole. We don't say, how do I find customers and solve a problem? We say, Number one, how do I get more Instagram followers? How do I get more Facebook followers? That's one question to answer with one strategy. And then we ask, okay, now that I have those followers, how can I better convert them? I have 5,000 Instagram followers and yet only two have bought my product. How do I get more people to buy the product? More people that are already an audience. And then number four or three or whatever, how do we get them buying more? Do you guys see this? Like the question, how do I get clients can actually be broken down into a million different questions of what do I have to do differently here, right? Sahita says, this is my third attempt to join this chat and still have no audio on my side at all. So I can't hear anything sadly. Okay. I'm going to make sure our team reaches out to her. Guys, customer service experience. You see this? Z-A-A-H-I-D-A. We have to make sure. Okay. So, Michelle, can I call on you again? 
<laughs> sure. <laughs> this is great. My first call, I get all these attentions. <laughs> She's like, I'm never going to fucking pay for this shit again. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's perfect. I'm going to write my list of 70 things. So what do you think is the problem that you're running into? It's definitely the energy of, is that an icky sales? Like if I write 70 things, like 50 of them, I wouldn't have good energy around probably. So, cause I know that energy transfers. So you think it's, do you think that's the only problem or do you think that there's more than one problem? Probably lack of consistency as well. How often are you talking about your product? I got called out on it actually yesterday how I don't talk about it enough I don't um say that I have anything for sale enough so I need to definitely be more consistent with actually saying hey I have a thing that I do coaching and business coaching so I need to um make it more obvious that I have something to offer can I ask who called you Melanie Michelle can you hear me Mm -hmm. Can I ask who called you out on that offer when you weren't doing it? Yeah, actually, um, Aaron Call. <laughs> Aaron's my client. Oh my yes, God. I know, I know. I'm in her her uh, magnetic I, course. I didn't stage this. I swear. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm no, in, her, no. Um, in the magnetic group coaching. Yeah, that's awesome. And she said, ninety percent of your posts they're all inspiration and they, you know, they're long form posts, but all they do is say, Oh wow, that's very inspiring. Like, and then keep scrolling. There has to be a call to action of I'm taking one more VIP client, you know, one more one-on-one client, whatever you want the call to action to be. So she she challenged me. There's not enough of that. So I need to do that. Her strategy, right? This is where we look at things and say, okay, she has a following. She has Mm -hmm. Sure, we can strategize ways to grow her Instagram account or grow her Facebook group. We can do all of that. Yeah. But we can also have a deep conversation around what are the day-to-day things that you're doing to attract a potential client. And if you're creating inspirational posts and there's no call to action, there's a problem. And, And that alone is the only thing that you need to solve to see a huge difference. The question is, why are you not doing that? I definitely, this was something we talked about on the call last night. Sorry, my other son has the vacuum cleaner. Okay, stop for a minute. Um, she, she was saying um, that I, because I complain I don't have the time, all the time. And it's like, you probably are afraid that you won't have the time to hold space for them. So you're just kind of pushing them away and saying, well, even if I got one, well, I know, I know that you learned this from Erin and I know that she was able to connect some dots for you, but I want to know how you feel about this. Like, what is, what is the feeling that you have around sales? Um, it's definitely improved since I took badass sales, like tremendously, oh, that's awesome. but I've been so sold to in such icky ways that I don't ever want to do that to somebody. I have bad um history with credit cards with my mother and just so many things that have that have happened you know that I'm like I need to formulate my own feelings around that because I don't want to be responsible for someone taking out a credit card to work with me which is but when did you decide that you were responsible for other people's actions that's I know that's a really good question like I'm living in that channel I mean really like why why did you ever think that you have that power do you know what I mean that some I'm yeah. responsible. Did your mom make you feel like you were responsible for the debt that she went into? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, not not really, but it was because you know she was raising me, and children are expensive when they're only expensive as you make them, and so. It, she told you it, children are expensive. It could have, yeah, it could have been a, a taking the blame on. I never thought about that. So how did that make you feel? Wow. Um, like I'll never have that happen again. And that I, I'll never be responsible for that again. So when you, when you love someone so much, honey, and you find out that you're responsible for them living an unfulfilled, unhappy life, 
it becomes very stressful, the thought that you're going to have somebody put their life in your hands to get a result. Mm -hmm. And the reality is you are not responsible for anybody but yourself. Yeah. But you have to start to believe that. And when you fully Mm -hmm. believe that, everything will change about how you run a business because you're not going to be making it about why you're not good enough. You're going to be making it about the person that you're really trying to help. And you're going to be proud of them for spending money because what a big fucking beautiful decision they just made to empower their lives. Right. Rather than, Oh my God, they've invested. I need to really, really work hard to facilitate that result when they got to do the work, you know, they have to. Yes. So Here's the thing, honey, you could have showed up on this call and you could have been like, I don't, I don't give a shit, this bitch, right? Just teach me strategy. I don't want to do any inner work. She could have done that, but she completely surrendered and allowed that breakthrough to come through because she was available. Do you know what beautiful thing happened before this that allowed her to come on here? She fucking paid for it, right? And yeah. now she's getting a huge result. So when we have this approach that says, I'm taking away from my clients because I'm paying, I'm making them pay me. In fact, no, you're giving them the opportunity to completely transform their life just by saying, I believe in my vision enough to spend this money. Yeah, that's, that's really it. That's why that's the premise in which I make any decision. I'm like, I'm believe in what I'm doing enough to invest this next, you know, level, whether it's a course, program, VIP, whatever. Anytime that you have a client who's getting ready to pay you, I want you to think about how transformational it is for yourself, where literally it's not even about my programs or what this course offers. It's about you. You did it, right? That's your magic. And think about that. When somebody's paying for you, you're giving them the opportunity to transform their own lives. And go back, of course, and do the inner work with your mom. But, you know. I, love mom. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've done a lot of that, like, inner work with, with childhood trauma and subconscious reprogramming around that. But the, the idea that I'm giving them the opportunity to have that transformation by paying. <laughs> like, how it'd be easy to sell in that oh, yeah, girl. mindset, right? <laughs> who feels like her energy is totally shifted when she said that like I feel so different she's like yeah of course and the baby's crying and she's just like oh it'd be great to sell right like she's in a good place this is where you need to be when you talk about your magic in the world this is it all right honey all right good happy I'm gonna go back um perfect thank you so much you're welcome honey you're welcome Let's see. Uh, somebody said the audio is bad. Um, I, can you guys hear okay? You can. Okay, so it's people's phones. Probably not wearing headphones or something. <laughs> Cutely, you're so funny. Um, actually, said my question from your post yesterday that was you three years ago, weaving in and out of confidence. It spoke to me on a soul and cellular level. How did you move from where you were to where you are now? I am so ready and have made consistent shifts, but still feel like I'm on the crazy eight over and over again. (sighs) Crazy eight. Guys, it's so funny. I've been having this like issue lately where I remember some of the old things I used to talk about and I like miss them. And now Ashley's giving me such a gift. Like she's bringing up the crazy eight and I love talking about the crazy eight. (laughs) I feel like I need to record a new video on that. Um, Okay. So how did I move on? Really good question. So I think the, I took a scary leap, not knowing what the fuck was going to happen or like whether or not I was going to succeed or fail. And I was kind of like, when I quit my job, I pulled out my 401k and I was just kind of like well you don't have a car you have a boyfriend and he's letting you move in with his parents and sounds terrible already <laughs> I <was just> like, <laughs> I'm really selling you on the taking a risk lifestyle but no really like my life was like a real fucking mess I was going to work at 9 p.m at night every night and I slept uh you know, during the day, because I worked overnights, and I was so sad, and I started to drink, because I was, like, so miserable with my life, and, like, 
my husband was my boyfriend at the time and we had moved halfway to each other because I was in the city he was in Connecticut and we moved to this little place and then at that point I was like well I really want to pursue this blog and this vision this idea I had I didn't even fucking buy a website at that point I was just like I really want to do this thing and it was like well if not now when babe and I was like oh yeah you're so right <laughs> like this is a really fucking terrifying thing to even think of doing so I waited on it and my job just got even worse because like the universe is always listening to you I was like bitch you don't want to be here so like the universe was just making my job so terrible and then finally I was like I gotta fucking quit I gotta do it so I took the leap and at the time I had like 40 or 50 thousand dollars in debt but just like really shitty debt like I had a couple of credit cards and like I had this one little student loan that I didn't need to do, but I did it because it gave me $10,000 cash. Like I just made really terrible decisions financially. And so when I quit, it was kind of like, well, can't get much worse than this. <laughs> like I already have $50,000 in debt. What's another five or 10? And so I was just like, let's just do this thing. And I took my 401k out and like that was 15 or $17,000 that I had just to get me by and we moved in with his parents and he worked and he made really shitty money. It's like, it's not really shitty, but it was pretty shitty. So like we weren't, we were living a really crummy life. And then I, I remember like I wanted to buy tampons at the store and like, I felt guilty about that and like, couldn't even ask him to charge it. It was terrible. I had such money issues. And then after that, I just plugged away. Like I, I literally sat in front of the computer for like 10 hours a day. And I was like, this is going to work. This is, this is going to work. And I reached this point where I started to think maybe not like, maybe this isn't going to work. And in there, I, I said, no, it, it fucking has to. And that's when everything happened. So it was like this dark, this like magic dark of like, you're about to give up. And I was looking for jobs again. And I was questioning, is anybody ever going to fucking buy my shit? I, I, I was lost. I was really fucking lost. And I hoped that like, okay, one day this is going to happen. And then I almost gave up. And then I started to believe again. It was like, I got my second wind. Right. And then when I was believing in that moment, which was like a glint, it was like a fucking glimmer of steam. It was like the very last of it. Like I was on the fucking edge. And in that moment, I took out another credit card and hired my coach. And I was like, no, it's going to work. I'm going to be successful. So what's another $10,000? And so I just like was living so fucking reckless. And then, um, it was weird. Cause I, I, I had a coach and I had wanted to be a coach and I never actually fucking hired one and that was kind of funny to me I was like oh boy like you're trying to do something you've never actually seen is is worth getting a result and so the minute I hired my coach it was like the alignment was there like see you really expect people to spend ten thousand dollars because you did and look how it changed your life right I needed that alignment and without that I felt like a door-to-door -door vacuum cleaner salesman like I felt like it was so out of alignment so that was the first thing that coaching did for me. And I hired him and literally the next month and the expense reports are on badassbusinessbabe.com. The next month I like fucking crushed it. I had like an $8,000 month and it was because I believed, but also because for the first time I had the authenticity around my message. And it was also because I had put so much time into things before it takes like three months to nurture an action. So if you have somebody who starts following you in January, guess what? In March or April, they're buying their first product. Like that's a lot of time that it takes people. And I didn't really understand that in the beginning. I was like, why isn't anybody buying my stuff? I have holes in my underwear. I really need to buy a new pair, right? Like I just like was really struggling. So what changed? Oh, a couple of things. I think the first thing was I started... I remember the phrase that came to me. It was like, what if, I didn't even know this was like a clever phrase. And at the time it came to my brain, I'm like, oh, so golden. Like, what if it wasn't a matter of whether or not I was going to be successful? What if it was just a matter of when? And if it's just a matter of when, then I just need to hold out a little bit longer 
before things get really fucking awesome. So that was the first piece. And then the second piece was that I asked myself, who would be the version of me that everybody wants to pay? Because I sure as shit was not her, right? I was, I had holes in my underwear. Nobody but the man on the street corner is going to give me some money for, for showing up that way in my life, right? Like, it was just not going to happen. So the first thing, I needed to get some new underwear. <laughs> but really, I needed to show up like my higher as fuck self. And I couldn't expect people to pay me if they heard insecurity in my voice. I couldn't expect people to pay me if I was scared to do a full frame photo on Instagram because I thought I would be too fat. I was not going to get somebody to pay me to teach them how to do anything in their life if I hadn't done it myself. So I started to look at that, right? Who do I buy from? I buy from people who I just want to like understand who the fuck they even are because they're so cool right? Like Steve Jobs and the iPhone. I was like, let me buy this so I can have a part of his quirky presence. Like I really felt like not everybody does this when they buy iPhones, but like any course you buy, any, any product that you've ever bought, you've bought it because on some level, either it represents an emotional state or somebody who you aspire to be like uses that same fucking product right? That's influencer marketing. If you guys did not read the book of the month, please, 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 leaders or readers, go get the book. It's in your magazine for the month. But dude, whew, all of it was mindset. And then of course, these other elements of, I found strategies that worked because I tried a million fucking strategies at once and I abandoned the ones that didn't. So when somebody told me hashtags was a good way to get clients, I Googled for a fucking hour and I figured out how to do some hashtags and I tried them for the month. And then I thought that was really stupid and it didn't work and I gave up and I tried the next thing. And like, I literally just kept like summits. Great. Let me try to be in a summit uh, podcast guest. Great. Let me try to be a podcast guest. And I like went down the rabbit hole that's why I told Michelle, find 70 ways. So when I was confident, I was able to take those actions. When I was insecure, I was not able to do that. So that's why the inner work is so important. And that's really why I was able to go from making zero to where we are now. Make sense? Well, I was actually, not to continue on this one, that's not just, that's not why I am where I am today. That's why I started making money, right? I'm where I am today because I've delegated and because I've been able to see a bigger vision with other experts and other coaches. And I've been able to show up in a space of wanting to really help as many people as possible um, versus let me figure out how to make the most money, right? Okay. I, I love that I can, <laughs> this is like a real gift for me. I could spend 40 minutes answering a question. You guys were like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, I love it. I love it. So oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Um, Shannon Rose said the sound is really bad, so I'm gonna write her name down too. Make sure we fix things. Also, guys, just so you know, if I can just make one little comment, I don't answer. I'm not. I don't do customer service emails anymore. Like I'm not the one that's on the other end of the emails that you guys get but my very close, loving, dearest employees are. And so if you can just be really kind when you message them, like they're people and they love their job and they love working for you guys, but sometimes there's really mean people. And so just be nice if you can. Okay, okay. Um, embarrassing fact number like 57 about me and my husband, I talk like babies to each other. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm sorry, but we really do. Uh, magic easel. No, the easel is reserved for badass business, six-figure biz babes, and coaching mentorship students. The easel is, if you guys have seen any of the other programs, it's like I map everything out for people. It's really fun. Uh, okay. How do you, Caroline asks, how do you stick to long-term goals? That's a good question. So I think, uh, can I show you? Um, I'm going to take a picture of this and I'm going to share it with you guys in the group. I have this whole like wall where I, I write out things in permanent markers and then I put it on my wall and like their goals, their visions, right? Like I have the $2 million vision on here. I have 
what does the next level of badass business babe look like? I wrote that down. What would it life look like if I made $7 a year, $7 million a year passively? You know, I'm, I'm always asking those prompts. I'm always pulling those questions out of me. And so when we don't stick to a long-term goal, it's because we've lost emotional connection to that long-term goal. So when we have this desire of like, oh, I want to lose weight, and the goal that we set for ourselves is either to get out of pain or to be in pleasure, right? I want to lose weight. Why? So that you can get out of pain when you sit down because your jeans are really tight or she can get out of pain of being made fun of, or she can get out of pain of, of feeling uncomfortable in your body during sex, or is it the pleasure of like, I want to look fierce as fuck on the beach, and I want to walk around my house naked and dance, and I want to have amazing hot sex, right? Like our intentions are either moving in pain and, and away from pain or towards pleasure. When we lose track of any desire that we have, it's because the leverage is not strong enough. So the feelings of pain or the feelings of pleasure change. So we say, I want to lose 300 pounds. You lose the first 10, your clothes feel, start to feel a little bit looser. You get compliments. Suddenly you're no longer in pain. Great. How do we create leverage to stay towards our goals? We move the goalpost. I don't set long-term goals. I set small milestone goals to get to the long-term vision. So when I wanted a goal of hitting $2.5 million this year, rather than keep continuing to do that, because let's face it, that would make me feel like I was so far from my goal all the fucking time. Instead of doing that, I'm like, okay, well, at a million dollars, I'm making $80,000 a month. So let me try to hit $100,000 a month. And then the minute I hit $100,000, i am going to go, all right, cool, let me hit $120,000. All right, cool, let me hit $130,000. And I'm constantly stretching the goalpost. And what allows me to stay on that journey are two things. Number one, the grace that when it's the right time in the right place, it will happen. Number two, I have to promise myself to show up every day to move towards that goal with action that is specific and clear. So sitting in front of my computer every day is not going to work, but saying, okay, every single month, I'm going to try one new strategy to grow my audience. And I'm going to try one new strategy to increase sales of VIP. And I'm going to try one new strategy to grow my Instagram following, right? Every single month, I'm going to evaluate and I'm going to let go of the ones that don't work. And I'm going to keep doing the ideas that do, right? If I just keep doing that, I'll be totally successful. But it's the grace of the process of figuring it out and the journey of being kind to yourself when after a week you don't get you don't hide and cry because you haven't gotten results, right? It's like great, that's a week. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, right? So let me keep going. You're getting there. It's success is inevitable, right? So with any goal you have, just knowing that it's it's not a matter of getting it or not getting it, it's just a matter of when and not giving up with small goalpost milestones. Uh, let me see. Do, 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 do. <sighs> 70. Is it 70 ways to get clients? Yeah, that was just what came out of my mouth, but like, you can do 20. There's a moment, like whenever I do reconditioning work in a journal, I, I list out, right? Like if, if I feel insecure, I will sit down with my notebook and say, okay, Lauren, what are 20 ways that you feel really confident or really secure? I look for the opposite. I look for what I want. And then I find the evidence to change my perspective. So when I think to myself, um, <laughs> I don't feel like I'm going to be successful. I will sit down and go, okay, Lauren, what are all the reasons you are feeling like you will be successful? And there comes a point in the journaling exercise around like number 15 on the list where I get so stuck and so angry. And I'm like, oh, I can't think of another one. And I get like really pissed. And then I sit and I'm like, no, you'll figure it out. And then they flood me. And that's the moment where like my whole entire mindset is reconditioned because it's a block. And then I have this moment of silence and a quick shift in perspective. And then all of the reasons why come out. Heading home. No idea what's going on. Getting blood and urine analysis done. My husband's had a fever for a week and a half. And no other symptoms. So I'm a little nervous. Please send good vibes and love.
no, he had a hernia surgery a while ago, so I'm like nervous that that's why he has a, but no other symptoms. All right, but yes, that's why I said 70 Keely because it's kind of, it's exciting to have like the expectation of a big list but it's gonna feel really challenging. So pick a number that feels challenging to you. 70, 50, doesn't matter as long as it feels challenging. Um, Kristen says, can you talk about how you created and grew the main Facebook group? At what point in the biz growth did that happen? As in, did you already have something sort of a following when you started it? Awesome. Michelle says she's joining six figure biz, babe. Oh, I'm excited. Good for you, girl. It's so, that program is so beautiful. It's like, I don't know. It's just my favorite. Oh, you're welcome, Jennifer. See you in the coaching mentorship call. Okay, so, 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 let's chat. What did I do to grow the Badass Business Babe Facebook group? Okay, great question. I created a group before I ever knew any of the other groups. I was in this, this group at the time, Narcissist Support Group, and I thought to myself, I have a relationship program. This would be, like, a good fit to, like, talk about and let people know exists, and so... Then I was like, well, Lauren, like, why don't you have your own group? Like, that would be really cool. Like, just a bunch of people. So I called it the WIP group. And it was, um, what is perfection? And it was for women who were, you know, like, insecure and wanted self-improvement. And I think I got that group to about 2,000. Um, then Badass Business Babe came out. And I just felt the calling to close the doors of what is perfection. So we still operate under... We we're doing business as Badass Business Babe, but the company name is What is Perfection LLC. So anyway, um, question was on Facebook groups. So back to my story. I feel very quirky tonight, guys. Like, I don't know what it is. I feel salty and quirky as fuck. Like, it is just something in the moon. So I got that group to probably 2,000 and my email list to probably... 1800, 1700, or something like that, when I started to make a six figure income. I did Pinterest in the beginning to grow my website. And so, my, my rule or my journey when I was building my business was I want to get people on the website because the website is where I have my sales page. So, I need to get people on my website. So, I'm going to do that through. And then I came up with the ideas. So I was like, well, let me do it through Pinterest. Let me do it through Google SEO and improving my SEO terms. Let me do it through, um, what else did I do? Sharing it on Facebook. And this was like before Facebook ads. So that was like a whole new world back then. But I tried all these things because my, my intention and point of focus was getting website hits. And I had a lot of blogging. And in the website blog posts, I would mention my Facebook group. And in the emails, when people subscribed, I would mention my Facebook group. So I, I mention all of this, guys, because while Kristen's message and question is really important, it's also incredibly important for me to be transparent with you. I was not showing up saying, hey, I want to make money. Let me grow my Instagram account. I was showing up saying, hey, I want to make money. Let me get website traffic because that's where my sales page is. And then my social media became like a secondary thing. And I honestly think there's incredible power to that because we're growing, all trying to grow businesses where we're fighting the tide of algorithms. And that is incredibly exhausting. When you own a website or your email list, you own access to all of that content. And it's a beautiful gift and a beautiful opportunity to run quicker. So I don't discredit building businesses either way. I think there's validity and honorable mentions on both sides. But I do think it's important just as I share to you what works for me, like I was driving traffic directly to my website and then people were finding my social media accounts and I was getting people to join the group or to follow me with the intention of the longer that I can hold on to these people, the more likely they are to buy my shit, right? And I, I know I say that so crassly right now, but I was very much in a loving place of like, I really want to help as many people as possible. And I also want to be able to put food on my table. Like I was really at my wit's end. So I started growing that group, nurturing that group and doing five day challenges to launch and fill those programs that I was running. And that was incredibly effective. 
around the time Facebook ads was coming out. And when Facebook ads started coming out, the algorithm started to change and things kind of became this weird little game of like, hey, I had five Facebook requests to join the group from random people who found it almost every day this week. But now the algorithm's changed and I'm only getting two or I'm only getting one. What's going on, right? I didn't care about any of that stuff because I was focused on the prize, right? I just wanted to be seen by the right people and I trusted that whatever was supposed to happen algorithm-wise would work. But the growth of my Facebook was a secondary priority. That's why I'm telling this to you guys. I didn't really care about it until I got to a point where I had five or 6,000 people in there and I was like, wait, this can fucking blow up. And at that point, I was getting... Like where we are today, we get 150 requests a day to join that Facebook group. It's blowing up. And those people have to give their email address before they join. We had to get ourselves there because prior to November, prior to October, we were a five people a day type of group, right? And then I did 12 days to grow your biz. And 12 days of business was this plan that we had that said, hey, we can get some new voices in the group, add more value to the women, and really help. Let's just try this creatively. Like, I felt like it would be so fun for me to hang out with my closest friends and just record shit for you guys. Like, that sounded so exciting to me. And I didn't do it from a place of scamming or scheming. I didn't do it from a place of plotting. I did it from a place of once a month, I try something new, and this feels really fun and exciting to create. Let me try it. And the group blew up. So prior to that, we had about 4,000 people in the group, and that was back in November, December. Now we have almost 20,000, and it's only been a couple of months, right? So just the lesson I want you to take away from that is the reason it works is because it's about service. It is not about sales. And the reason we've gotten it to blow up was because we took time nurturing it. We took time being okay with its average growth rate, and we came up with new ideas along the way to continue to grow it. Make sense, guys? Okay. Um, and now, too, just so you know, like, we have an exit strategy for that because, God, what if we wake up tomorrow and Facebook's not sending us leads? What do we do, right? We need other platforms of, of ways of generating audience. Nastasia says, so you got real traffic in order to build relationships with them, and that's how the engagement flow happens now. So what we did... That's a good question. So I would get real traffic, right? If we follow the steps, Google tripped my website or Pinterest tripped my website. It was either Google or Pinterest and we were getting people through that to see our stuff. Now the methodology is Facebook trips our stuff, Instagram trips our stuff. People fall in love with the nurturing and then they go on the website and get continual nurturing and then they step into making an investment so it's just a little bit more of a different direction but it still gets the same result Kristen said I also offer only offer one-on-one -on -one coaching at the moment I don't have other services or courses yet so what recommendations can you make for our sales page so Kristen first oh she says can you define a sales page so um, if you go on badassbusinessbabe.com and you click let's just say the button that says start here when you click start here, there's a bunch of different options for VIP supported, for the portal, and for um, our activated program, right? If you click each and any, any one of those, those are all individual sales pages. A sales page is really defined as the last and final stop somebody goes before they get my goodies, right? Like, what is the very last place that they're going when they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to actually do this. And for us, it's a sales page. Uh, and through the website, they're putting in their information. For you guys, it might be a PayPal link. If you don't have a website, it might be a PDF that you design that has the details. But a sales page is just anywhere that has the details of the program that you offer. If you only offer one-on-one -on -one coaching services right now, here's what I will say. That is a beautiful gift. Be open to the idea that things will change. I had 17 one-on-one -on -one clients at a time at one point, and I was so burnt out. Now I pick three lovely humans on an application basis only. And it's a really intimate as fuck experience. And I don't take just anybody, right? I can do that 
because I want students. I don't want, I want people who are like really ready to study with me. You know what I mean? Like just ready and available. And so I have all these other offers to honor the woman who is ready, but maybe not be, might be that ready, right? Like she, she might not be there just yet. So, um, I think the group programs, passive income products, like they're such a beautiful gift for you and for the customer because it allows women to grow, right? It gives them even more opportunity to evolve. So I wouldn't discredit any of those other offers and take time to really think about like what I did, which was really effective. I sat down and I was like, okay, you've had three soulmate one-on-one clients so far. What do they all have in common? right? Like I wrote down their names and then I looked at them on a piece of paper and I was like, okay, I love Kristen because she is so outgoing and she says what's on her mind. And I love Ashley because she is so ready to do the homework. So who do I want? I want somebody who's vulnerable and available and ready to do the homework. And what problems did they have? Oh, they all had the same. And then suddenly you're creating an ideal client based on your customer that you already have and not on just imaginary exercises and work, right? I still do this to this day. Like we went, when we had like our retreat, like there were women, I sat down and I was like, I'm obsessed with these women. How do we attract more of them? Like they're amazing. Uh, Healy says, how do you decide what content goes in VIP and what content goes in a free group? It's trial and error, honestly. Um, you know, like for anybody who wants to grow also too, anybody who wants to grow a program, the DCC course, digital course creator has been revamped. It's absolutely beautiful. It has even more content in there around creating courses and sales pages and like how to do that step-by-step. How we decide what goes into which programs, it's, okay. Have you ever painted three different rooms in your house? (laughs) Like where is she going with this? Three different rooms in the house. Is it easy to paint? Um, one of the rooms, I thought they'd all be easy because you're just doing the same fucking thing, right? You're painting every house. But like the three rooms were very different. One room was really small. One room had really high ceilings. That one required a lot of my time. Each room is different. So how do you know what to charge? It's not based on square footage. It's based on how easy it feels. When something's difficult, oh, that room had like five extra windows and we had to tape down all of those windows. And then, you know, oh, there was like this really high ceiling in the other room or like the crown molding need to be replaced. It's not just a simple calculation of what to charge. It's an overall view of the the quality and the stress and the experience. For me, the more I work with somebody on an intimate basis, the more draining it is. And not in a bad way, just in a way that it is. I, I went to LA and I worked for seven days and I, I was really burnt out. Right? I was tired. I had the best time of my life, but I was fucking exhausted. That was a high ticket item. And rightfully so, because I'm using my energy. I'm showing up in that full force coaching way. But then in other things like this, like, I have my video shut and I'm serving you guys, but I'm also protecting my energy in some ways. And that feels really good, right? Like balance, balance, balance. When you feel like something is really draining of your energy, start to charge a higher ticket. That's really the intuitive way to answer that question. The the more strategic way to answer that question is, I charge based on how simple the product is. The more simple it is to create, the easier it is for me to charge. My, my crickets to clients program, that's 24 bucks because it was two hours and it's there, it's available, go ahead, buy it. My live group coaching programs, I have to have my whole team help me run that, right? There's scheduled posts that go out, there's live coaching calls, there's hundreds of customers that have to handle customer service. It is more complicated. And when it's more complicated, we charge more. So use that as your guide and also be aware that when you're creating things, You can solve more than one problem, but don't be afraid to solve problems in a more detailed way when you charge more. In other words, do a two-hour training on weight loss versus a 12-week program. You're going to have more inner work. You're going to have more conditioning. You're going to have journal entries and application. 
it's a more complicated program. So sometimes that even the time involved of your course can be a great determining factor for um, what you charge. But I, I will say I always create the product and then determine the price. I don't, I don't do it the opposite way. Make sense? Okay, guys, we are going to sign off tonight. Um, I have to feed my dogs, my poor babies. They haven't eaten. Um, I love you. And like I said, let's tell all of the badass business babes how great this amazing VIP call was. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you so, so much for being here. I'll see you next month. We have amazing announcements coming up just for VIP babes. I will talk to all of you guys soon. Thank you so much for sending that love. Bye, guys.